Why do people expect less with animation? Is it because animation has always been marketed low? Is it because audience already have a perceived perception and do not expect much of a surprise in the animation category in award shows? Disney has won 16 best animated features in the past 20 years in the Oscars. However, as much we want to blame Disney producing animation films as a well-known studio and consistently produce great animated features each year since the early 2000s, it is very expressed that Hollywood has a general concept of live-action films is more highly regarded in filmmaking, which is total bullshit. I thought it would be really nice if I recorded this podcast episode during a thunderstorm with heavy heavy rain. It will be nice. Trust me, it will be. I would like to acknowledge this podcast is being recorded on the traditional lands of the Watamagotical people of the Euro Nation and paid my respects to the elders both past, present and future. In today's episode, I'll be talking about how the award shows and the box office disrupts the production of animation films in studios and whether the production have to go down a path of labor or love or cookie-cutter image for its viewers. Hollywood is known to gear off the film industry, but did and still do have problems within the behind the scenes. Hollywood is known as have deep connections with certain companies since the golden age and have stayed and not evolved their values. It is clearly seen in award shows. The awards shows are great, but with the decline of viewerships and the decreased perception of all films come from Hollywood is slowly going away, it's becoming a panic moment with Hollywood. Award shows is definitely has been the essence of Boys Club. And there's a lot can be seen with the bias of its winners. Now, there are winners that deserve it and there are some that are questionable. But what I really want to talk about today's episode is the animation category and why do people expect less with animation. Currently in 2021, more than 9,300 people are in the Oscars honorees divided in different categories categories, branches, actors, directors, producers and costume makers, and etc. Um, the candidates must be active or have a distinctive or achieved a distinction in the industry in order to vote. Um, now we do not know if it's equally divided in those categories, highly unlikely, but over the years it has changed of who should be considered involved in the voting rights. Uh, we can talk about back in 2008 in 16, the voting status has been limited to 10 years, excluding the uh, excess of voters who are no longer active in their business. This comes from the time of the, the hashtag Oscars are so white, or Os- hashtag Oscars so white, um, popped up back in 2015 and 2016, and talks about the lack of nominees of colour. Um, the Academy being considered always truthful or not um, is an open secret that 6,000 of its members, 93% were, are white, 76% are men, and the medium age is 63. 
but it's eventually changed of its social positions announced of 2020 um, that they would double the number of women and minority members, most probably coming under heavy fire with the hashtag MeToo movement and the Time's Up era. It is well established that Academy members do not go by personal preference, which is odd. Rather, they are vote when rather when they're voting the genre of the animation, they would ask a child who has fully de- who hasn't fully developed their brain yet and of their personal preference. Personally, I personally I can't wait to create my own short film, feature film or animation or and maybe eventually live action. However, there are members that has a lack of understanding how animation truly works and can tell and how it can tell a story. It has actively and always been perpetuated through the stereotype that animation is just for children. And animation is a children's genre. And there is a point that the Academy members don't even watch all the animated features and some admitted not even watching them at all. It is common courtesy for someone to see all the contenders and it must change with the animation feature category, ensuring that they actually see the film. Till they do so, it will be continued as the Disney category of being its the annual winner. Nothing wrong with Disney, with the recent and upcoming projects and being a very dominant studio in the animation category just shows that that other studios seem to be incompetitive in its race. Renaissance with the Disney reputation of brand gaining billions of dollars in the box office is has this thing that is vastly outperform its competitors. Uh, Disney's c- closest competitive, Universal DreamWorks, um, Disney always has two distinctive animation studios, Walt Disney and Pixar are very different and distinctive with its own voice and tone. Disney being able to release three films per year, and that's a lot. That's a lot of films compared to other studios that takes years to just to just produce one film. Animation has been bordering the appeal towards audience over the last couple of decades and always have had a better delivery with this message but it needs to be more respected and the advantage of being more respected allowed to have an increase of animation films there are certain moments that they do better than live action films and it's very noticeable with that um i'm going to give you an example hands down spider-man in the spider-verse is the best spider-man film I don't care about if you're disagreeing me, that's my opinion, but I'm just saying it beats Tobey Maguire, it beats Andrew Garfield, it beats Tom Holland. I'm saying this because it is true. It It's, it's very truthful to its source material. That Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse is the best Spider-Man film. And now films are following suit with the multiverse especially with this Marvel Cinematic Universe. It is clearly seen that animation can be a catalyst to be reproduced in live-action films, which can be great 
but sometimes disrespectful to its original source material. There are other awards shows that focus on animation achievements, such as the Annie Awards, the British um, Animation Awards, the European Animation Awards, which, funny enough, has different perception of results away from the well-known awards. The Academy Awards has made the the animation category since 2002 and only 2006 with the Golden Globes and with ashamed of its recent changes compared to the Academy it animation has always been there since the beginning of films creation 80 years or even more who knows um, and the problem is like animation is confined into one category rather than compared to live-action films, which is spread over different, multiple categories. Um, it can join the conversation about visual effects. Um, it has been there since, you know, day one. Only had changes of its name, category, category name, um, but it's still one category. Well, you know. And visual effects is heavily contributed to now, for the recent years, to live-action. And it has becoming a follow trend that uh, it's uh, in the blockbusters films. It's a heavily useful tool. Animation, um, just like animation, it needs more recognition. And there are people who know the technical advances of film and how it is used today. But it just shows that the old school Hollywood needs to stop and think that there's a better way that award shows and and some studios are still holding on to the small possibility that they are able to gain an award for recognition through award seasons. I do believe that um, you are all winners. There's no such thing as one winner. I believe that's bullshit because it's just at this one point that um, it's a voting situation and I think it's very, 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 very outdated. Um, since the beginning of um, the film creation of film, the distribution of animation has been essentially limited in cinemas. So I understand they only made a category since the early 2000s. Um, but there is more to it, just one category. Um, there are films, um, with the films, there's more to it. There is television shows. So um, I want to point out, if you don't know Academy Awards, there are more, there's, there's more than one type of animation. There's the Western animation. There's the front that is pretty much your animation, the dominated heavily uh, Hollywood studios. And then there's the um, Eastern animation, which is maybe considered the anime. Now, um, there is a problem with um, that there's so much out there and you're trying to combine it into one category and a lot of films and television shows do miss out. And I just want to point out, anime is a complete different style and has different um, messages out there. And But how come in the Golden Globes, I know I'm going a bit off topic here, Maybe not, but uh, how come there is the best actress and actor in the musical and comedy award and there's the best actor and actress in a drama? 
Um, this is why I prefer the Golden Globes to the Academy Awards because it's split and it allows some more opportunity and it does also include television shows. So Academy, you need to man up and change or even just don't do it anymore and just... I know it's hard, it's really complicated because it's been since the beginning but there needs to be a solution to it. Um, so... Uh, so to point out, um, why aren't we moving on? Evolving, there are there are troubles in the film industry. It is very well known, and I presume majority prefer watching people rather than to draw fictional characters on screen. I think there's a massive market to be open to more open than its appeals towards kids, animation lovers out there. Of course, you know there is. Um, there is more uh adult appearance such as the what the production of like adult swim there's an increase of streaming services so it's allowing um to contribute to more and more to uh produce anime anim, adult animation shows um in like netflix and powerhouse studio castlevania and adult swim rick and morty and there's the well-known um attack on titan that has been influenced bring the western viewers which is i love it like you don't there's more to it and and some people just need to watch more than just people just getting exploded with with visual effects and trying to do those fight scenes and half of them are real because they're on green screen it's it's like why try the whole thing why try to like see the possibility that animation can just push past the human ability, I would say. Um, even though I do watch kids' movies and I grew up heavily contribute to my childhood, I am grateful that it's becoming more easily accessible. And this is the benefit of adult TV shows. And I want to say I would like to produce something successful in the following market. But if our kids, but if kids are growing up into adults, focus more on the young adults to adult generation. There is more to it than kids watching because young kids just watch for the sake of watching. But when you're older, you watch it for for a reason, okay? You watch it because you have a connection. You, you see something. You see the possibility in certain characters. You have more emotional connection to it. I'm not disregarding young kids. I'm just saying that's more realistic to it. And that's why I believe animation, there should be more for adult animation. Now, I'm not disregarding their other stuff years, years ago, but I think there just needs to be more opportunity out there. The 2D animation in the industry, yes, has been declining in the last recent years and audience have gotten used to the recent growth of 3D animation in the past 25 years with the high quality rendered fields. But I do not, I, I do want to point out that 3D is not always considered better than 2D and it comes up to the matter of preference at the end of the day. If you think about 20 years ago, like myself, the main demand of audience grew up with 2D animation that's the main demo like the main demand boys grew up with if you think about 20 years ago like myself the main demand of from audience grew is grew growing up with 2d animation however now with the young generation um which has a, even a larger generation i know it sounds a bit confusing grew up with 
even higher quality and it has become more of a demand. So you think of supply versus demand. My generation would be more considered to be genre fluid. So I'm just saying there's most probably a higher, like I'm just saying market-wise focus more on us than younger generation. That's my putting that. I regard us more than just kids because I know kids just watch it for the sake of the kids because of the toy market revenue, but, you know, it does not always come down to that, okay? I'm just going to point out that on the next point, that animation shoes need more recognition of what the creators, creators can achieve. And I'll tell you this now, what they achieve, they get taken away because Hollywood films rip off animation studios all the time. You can see it. I already gave you examples. Spider-Man in Spider-Verse. When Sony released that, all of a sudden Marvel's like, well, let's dive into the multiverse. We were thinking about it, but then we weren't because we we're arming and ahhing about it, thinking whether it should or not. And, and then also we can talk about other stuff, you know? But you can search that up on your own because I can talk on and on, but I'm just talking about how animation creators need to be more needs to be need to bring more recognition towards what they create um so and hollywood's crying out for help and what they're doing in order to keep their head above the water you're just reproducing 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 films that they've been doing for the last 30 odd years that creators are made from scratch or even made from you know reproduced from other stuff so hollywood's becoming old recycle bin but they're not recyclable. It's mainly just recycling garbage that we've already seen before. So Hollywood, you know, um, maybe there's more to it than recycling what you already produced for the last 40-odd years. Have you think about that? Oh, my God. Animation is really known to put the heart and soul into things. And sometimes you... And sometimes it's sad to see others... Okay, artists part of a production team always come to the situation whether to go down the path of the labor of love or the cookie cutter image. Limiting the possibilities in the production can have a harsh fall. Uh, failing to gather, gather a clientele from lovers of films. So uh, through the production team. So however, when labor of love is used, it can be pushing the breaking points for certain studios' financial situation and there is a case of bankrupt in the studio. It is sad, but it may result becoming a cult classic. So what I, okay. When animation studios need to be more recognition of what the creators can create, the creators put their heart and soul into things and sometimes it's sad what they and um, they miss their full potential um so artists being part of a production team that always comes down to a situation whether to go down a path of labor or love or cookie cutter image um when you at this point that you limit the possibilities of a production can be a harsh fall um it's of which means it can lead to a failing to gather clientele from lovers of film and and but if you go down to the path of labor or love it can be used to pushing the breaking point of the studio's financial situation and there's a case maybe a bankrupt the bankrupt the studio and it's sad because it's becoming 
and and it could have the potential of gathering on cult classic um just think of red line um an anime film now there's an example of a labor of love and there's the cookie cutter image 2013's frozen <laughs> So if we're talking about labor of love and the cookie cutter image, it comes into a spectrum. Um, so at one end, one end studios have direct control leading to the production limits, financial, time, number of people and creative story. And then at the other end is the ongoing budget, extending the time. Then we can talk about the media, middle and nice balance. Um, the, stu- uh, the films that I'm going to talk about are good films, are really good films, I would say. Um, and it just depends who you're talking to, to you. It's talking to. It's a matter of preferences. I'm going to do some correcting how things are behind the scenes. Um, if we're talking about Labor of Love Spectrum, um, 2007's Red Line comes to mind. Very pure. Wild openings, crazy sequences, wacky inspirations most probably comes down to the inspiration from Japan's speed racer if you like speed racer films uh, this is a perfect for you um, it's highly destructive it's very intensive every turning point and it helps and helps with the techno music um, it's a very enjoyable film and um, madhouse which has is a Japanese production um, film has spent spent about seven years animating Redline using over 100,000 drawings and mostly by hand and they still rely a bit of on CG CGI for the vehicles and other effects however it's very it is very well known for that film that it did not become a commercial hit in Japan and in western cinema but I think it very stands out as a piece of art and that became a cult classic now we can talk about the other side, the cookie cutter um, image, I would say, the cookie cutter film, Frozen. I'm not going to talk much about it because um, we can talk about how Disney has pretty much been producing standard films that um, they get benefit for the uh, box office and it's a very sad thing. Is There are some moments that they do push but sometimes they, I feel like they just do just the cherry on the top not much effort into it i'm not saying that maybe it's mainly it's just about the story part of it but we can talk about that another time um and the problem is disney is still winning in the watch seasons and and the problem is disney is known to overshadow other animation studios now i'm excluding pixar because pixar has was uh, originally a studio uh, before uh, Disney, anime, or not originally, but it was it was a studio before Disney bought it off. But we can talk about that another time. Um, and it's and I'll give you one reason that they overshadow in Wallace shows. Um, clearly a clear example: How to Train Your Dragon Two lost to Big Curry Six. Big Curry Six is a good film, but does it stand to today? Not really. Um, the reason Disney did it is because their their other branch, Marvel Studios, is doing gathering massive cash off the film, like of each and every Marvel film upon its release, and they just thought we'll take the uh, opportunity to put it on like his screen um, and other cash grab. And I didn't really appreciate how they used Big Hero Six for that. 
Um, I can go on and on with the troubles of that film and behind the scenes of it, but I just want to point out that um, it, it did not work for me specifically and my age group because it did not carry the franchise if it... It did not carry along with the franchise. So if you're saying like people who grew up with Marvel films are already grew out of the um already grew out of the whole Beat Curry Six kids put in good terms, but um that's just I, I think it's just it other franchises benefit more with um talking about growing coincide with the evolving audience. So I'll get into the middle. Um, we can talk about Leichhardt Studios, it's 2009's Coraline. It still holds a lot to people's hearts with this film, of its spooky, dark spooky theme and directed by Henry Selkirk. Um, you might also know him in the involvement of The Nightmare Before Christmas, another successful um, film, but that was partnership with Disney. And now we can talk about how Henry, um, Disney shut down Selkirk's uh, stop-motion animation back in 2012. I don't know, because we don't know how much about it, but it just goes to show that Disney is most probably preferring the CGI animation over its, like, handmade animation. I like the handmade animation. It's so surprising how much they can achieve out of making hand-making stuff. But um, go back to Coraline. It was very successful in the box office. And the sad thing is animation films heavily rely on the box office. And it shows like a studio um, and it just shows it holds pretty much the studio's future. So I don't know if, um, if Coraline wasn't successful, would it still hold the studio today? So I know we're talking back, back a bit again about Big Hero 6, but... But because of Six Hero, Big Curry 6 won back in 2015 with the best feature animated film. Um, unfortunately, DreamWorks lost one of its companies because they were relying on that, um, that award. And it and actually cut a lot of jobs. Um, they had to push back the sequel of How to Train Dragon the Hidden World for another two years. And that's very, you could clearly see I'm very connected to How to Train Dragon, but it was it was very harsh because it just sort of woke me up that I hated, I didn't really hate Disney. It just brought that perception that old white men don't watch animation films. They just see what's popular, what's number one in the box office. And so back to um, Coraline, it pretty much um, just shows, just points out that animations films heavily rely on box office for financial stability. And I just wonder, and I'm not saying get rid of the box office, I'm just saying that um, it just sheds light that the question, can life passion be, can be worth more than film? It just takes, it takes mon- time and money to make these you know marvelous films turns out like it depends who how much market it it got and i'm just disappointed that people just don't watch enough of animation um so don't expect less show to everyone talk about it you know with the increase of streaming services it's so much easier for people to explore the different cultural influences of animation and the merging the future merging partnerships with studios um producing cool things just goes to show that animation is more than it seems 
thank you for listening to this podcast episode. I hope everyone's enjoyed listening to this episode. I'm still nervous making these podcasts uh, because I'm very insecure of my voice. I feel like I still sound like a 12-year-old who can't clearly articulate uh, her voice yet, but um, I'm trying, okay? It's... I don't really often read out loud, so it's very interesting. Uh, thank you for listening to your own uh, podcast. I hopefully will make this weekly episodes. Uh, thank you for sticking around towards the end. I, I'm very be very interesting how things will turn out towards the end, but I hope you will stick around and listen to. Hopefully you guys will stick around soon, so I hope you all have a good day and take care of yourself.